0: Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter one. we're going to, we're just going to go through some scriptures this morning. I want to start a, a new series on Accelerate. How many of you have noticed in the world around us that evil is accelerating all around us? Things that we, well, first off, things that we wouldn't even dream of happening are happening, but they're not just happening, they're happening on an accelerated, exponential rate. And uh, I believe not only is evil accelerating and are we seeing things accelerate, but God is on the move. Yeah. Where sin abounds, grace is much more abound. And I, hello, I, I believe that God is accelerating the, the moments, ministries, and things of our life. It's time for an increase in your life. It's time to put the pedal to the metal. It's time to shift gears. You say, Pastor, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Well, it's not all about you. (laughs) You're going to find yourself, hopefully by the end of today, you're going to realize that it's God at work. God is shifting the gears of your car today, and it's time to get in. Let him have full driver's seat. Let him shift. Let him take full control. Things are accelerating For you today, expansion increase in your life. Amen. In Deuteronomy chapter one, verse eleven, it says, May the Lord, and I'm reading from New King James, so you might have something slightly different, but we'll we'll all get along. It's on the screen. You can follow along there if you feel like you're confused because I'm reading New King James. (laughs) May the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more numerous than you are and bless you as he has promised you. Let me read that again. I think some of you are still catching up. May the Lord God of your fathers make you how much? A thousand times more greater than you are today. Can you say multiplication? Uh, That wasn't everybody. God wants to multiply you. He wants to increase you. He wants to do expansion work in your life. He wants to increase and expand the tent pegs of your life. He wants to increase. I want you to think about, just for a moment, what would your life look like right now if God came and increased you where you're at today, increased you a thousand times? Think about that. Some of you are still thinking about that. A thousand times, what would your life look like if God came along and said, now's the time, today's the day. This is the season for increase and expansion for your life. I'm accelerating things in your life right now. Everybody say this with me. I am, that wasn't everybody. Everybody say, "I I am being increased by the Spirit of God. Y'all are slow this morning. We probably, you need to lay hands on yourself this morning. I am, you don't believe it. I am being increased. The Lord is accelerating my life today. This isn't just about your natural lineage. He's increasing your spiritual lineage. Some of you have been pregnant. You're overdue with your birth. God's been birthing something on the inside of you and you're overdue. You've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and God's shifting the season of your life and saying, now's the day, today's the day, now's the time. Give birth, let that thing come into fruition in your life. Let it come, Lord. Let it come, Lord. Whatever it is that you've promised, you're accelerating the days of my life. It's the day of expansion. It's the day of increase. You are making me a thousand times. This is the promise of the Lord for you. He's making you a thousand times greater than where you are today. 1 Chronicles 4.10. Some of you are familiar with this passage. 1 Chronicles 4.10. And Jabez. Everybody remember Jabez. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Enlargement. He's enlarging you. The word enlargement means expansion. It means extension. It means growth. It means amplification, magnification. He wants to broaden your horizons. Get out of the box. Stop maintaining and start expanding. That's a word for somebody today. You've been living in maintenance mode, and God wants to get you out of maintenance mode into acceleration. He wants to get you out of maintenance into expansion. Well, Lord, I I don't know if I'm able to do that. Jabez said right here that your hand would be with me. Well, I can't do this, and I don't have the skill to do that, and I'm not qualified, and you don't know what. Stop telling me everything that you can't do. We know what you can't do. Start declaring and start proclaiming over your life. I am anointed. The hand of God is on my life. I'm going to start walking in the blessing of the Lord. We know you ugly. We got it. You stink. We got it. But the hand of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord God is on me, for He has anointed me. How many of you would say Charles Finney was a great man who did great things for the Lord? Anybody know who Charles Finney is? Charles Finney was used of the Lord mightily in the 1800s. He was was well-known. For leading revivals, his train would pass through towns and the whole cities would come under conviction. Wouldn't even know he's there. His train would just pass through the town and the city would come under conviction. We're talking about serious, anointed man of God being used mightily. He got born again, he was a lawyer. He was a lawyer and he got born again in his law office. He shut the door, his his testimony is he shut the door, someone had come and visited him, he shut the door, and he goes back in to his office, and he melts, he says his whole body became like liquid, and he melted in the presence of the Lord, and salvation began to move through him, he describes the waves of the glory of the Lord that came over him, that then he was baptized in the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues and unutterable language all at the same time, and... Describe the joy of the Lord that hit him, and he began to laugh and cry uncontrollably in the presence of the Lord. This, by the way, by the FYI, freebie, laughter, joy, the supernatural joy is nothing new. This has been going on for a long time. <laughs> just, just to remind, if you go back to, go back, research the revivals. Everybody would say Charles was a great man of God that was used mightily for the Lord. But but nobody knows that the, there's a brother, set of brothers, two men, brothers, right? They're brothers, so there would be two men. Just for clarification in today's society, you may not know what two brothers are. That's two men. They were together. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> two brothers. And they supported... Finney and all of his works and all that he was doing. They came up, one of the brothers came to Finney and said, I'll finance. Whatever the Lord's told you to do, I'll finance it. I have a publishing company, and this is in the 1800s. I make $100,000 a year of my own salary. After I pay for my family's expenses, you will be next. I will pay everything that you need. Whatever your ministry needs, I'll pay for it. I'll finance it. And they became, the Tappan brothers became the financiers of Charles Finney. God wants to increase you. He wants to expand you. You may not, you may be here this morning and say, I feel like the Lord's called me. Look, the Lord has called us to see Great Lakes awakening. The Lord has brought us here to see an awakening in the Great Lakes. And there are there are people sitting, this is just not what even on my notes, but there are people here today, sitting here in this service today, that are part of this church that as you give, you're you're partnering, you're giving, you're partnering with what God is doing in this region. We, we may not have the, the finances as pastors. We may not have the finances personally to support it, but God's given you and released resources in your life to finance what God's doing through this church. That's what happened with the Finneys. They, Charles didn't have the resources, but God brought people in his life who had the resources, the money to make it happen, to finance the anointing on God's life. You know, the, the gospel's free. Salvation's free. But the pathway to get it out is very expensive. God wants to expand. He wants to increase. Right now, right now, we're not talking about 10 years down the road. Right now, you can hit a button on a computer and we can be worldwide. Right now. But it costs, yeah, right now, it costs money, it costs resources, and it takes people making that happen. Right now, we can go around the world. We could touch millions. Right now, around the world. I'm amazed at social media. We've, you know, Heather's been teaching me about social media here lately. And so she's teaching me all about Instagram and all these things. So if you've been getting a lot of Instagram stuff from me, blame her. It's, you know, I've been learning all this social media stuff, right? I mean, there's, you know, however many thousand followers we have right now. on Right now, one press of a button, thousands of people get, and then if someone shares that right now, the gospel message, what God's doing, supernatural signs and wonders, testimonies going out worldwide right now through social media, expansion. God wants to increase. He wants to expand. Well, I don't think I could do that. I'm not qualified. That's the point. That's the point that God wants to get right in the middle of your business and make supernatural things happen. He wants to bring to pass his supernatural blessing in your life. Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. Talking about accelerating, increasing. Someone might be saying this morning, well, well, brother, pastor, I mean, I've, I've been, I feel like my whole life's been accelerated over the past couple months. My whole life's been turned upside down. Get ready. You ain't seen nothing yet. It's only the beginning. You just, you're on, you know, when you go to uh, Six Flags or the theme parks, they have the little kitty roller coaster. What was we used to what was the mountain? what was it called something Thunder Mountain or something? No, that was the water ride. What was the kid one? The kid something mountain. I don't know what it was. anyway, when I, y'all aren't from where I'm from. you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, you get on the little kid ride. And yeah, that one. the mine. What she said. You got it, What is it? The mine? Yeah, that one. So you get on the little kid roller coaster mine thing, and you know, the little kids ride that one. Well, you've graduated. <laughs> You're graduating today up to the the adult version of the roller coaster. It's time to get on and accelerate the fullness of all that God has for you. Isaiah 54. Enlarge. Everybody say enlarge. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch it out. Make room. Enlarge. Well, I don't see. I don't. I can enlarge it, but I don't see anything. I don't. Why am I enlarging the tent? That's why you're speaking to yourself, prophesying the word of the Lord to yourself. Enlarge. Ezekiel stood over the valley of dry bones and said, "Come to life." You're gonna start speaking over your situation, the word of the Lord. Enlarge. Enlargement's coming. Expansion is coming. Increase. Increase for your family. It's time to enlarge the place of your dwelling for your family. There is acceleration happening in your family. Hallelujah! (laughs) Breakthrough in your family. Lost family members coming to the Lord. Those that are addicted and in bondage, being set free and liberated. Breakthrough in your finances. It's time to stop living broke, busted, and disgusted. Hallelujah. God didn't call you to scrounge around and beg out of a dumpster. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time to break free of that curse. I'm not saying anything bad about those that do. But it's time to break the curse of poverty off your life and live in the blessing of the Lord. We we spend listen. We spend every month at Night of Hope ministering to pe- people who have tangible needs. But I expect, I anticipate that those who come and get connected with the church, the same anointing, the same breakthrough anointing that is on our church will flow into their life, and the same breakthrough that we're experiencing will flow, and the poverty will be broken off of them. Amen. I've watched. I'm watching it happen, so I know that it works. I know the anointing works. Enlarge the place of your tent. I know the anointing works. You don't have to continue on in your sin and your bondage. I'm I'm watching every week. I'm watching every week people who were in bondage to fear, people who were in bondage to the opinion of others, people who were in bondage to earthly success, people who were in bondage to sickness and disease, people, I don't know if I'm preaching anybody, I'm watching it every week, people who are walking in freedom, people every week who are getting delivered, people every week who are being convicted by the Spirit of God and walking in freedom. So enlarge the place of your tent. Stop camping out. I said last week in captivity. It's time to get rid of your tent and move. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean change locations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about moving out of Akron. It's <laughs> yeah. just FYI for those who are listening that need to hear that I'm not talking about moving out of Akron. I'm talking about moving spiritually. I'm talking about a spiritual location. Yeah. Get rid of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Do not spare. You know, how many times does the Lord speak to us about something? And we start measuring. Well, I can only go so far. We've got enough money to do this. We have enough resources to do this. We have enough people to do this. We have enough this to do this. I know what you can do. We know. We got it covered. But what can God do? What can God do? If I lived as a pastor my entire life, based on what I possess now, I'll never step into what God has in the future. All I'm ever going to see is where I'm at now, what is happening now, and never see the possibilities with the Lord. Provision will always follow vision. The the provision of God will always follow the vision of God. So at some point you have to just step out and say, Lord, I trust you. You've got this. I this is yes, we map out. Yes, we plan. You know, we've talked about hope center plans. Well, we know if we were gonna have a a, a, a weekly, daily, whatever center place for people to come to receive assistance and all that we're doing through night of hope in a in a one how much money is that going to cost us how many volunteer hours is that going to cost us if we're going to open up we got have the life center what is that going to cost you know what It's funny. When you go starting things like this, the devil gets mad. The devil doesn't want you to move forward in these things. People come up and say, well, bless God. You know, It's so funny. It amazes me what what religion will do to people. It amazes me what religion will do to people. Lord, I believe that you're going to set people free. I'm praying that you're going to heal people. I'm praying, Lord, that we're going to see the supernatural New Testament church. And the minute that it shows up, oh, that's not what I wanted. We don't we don't really wanna set the captives free. We just wanna talk about that. We just we really don't wanna we really don't wanna see this New Testament church. We just wanna talk and have an idea of it. The minute demons start getting cast out, the minute that people start getting liberated, the minute the minute that the supernatural signs and what well we're well, not so sure about that, Lord. But we've been praying for it, bless the Lord. <laughs> it's time to enlarge. Spare not, spare not, spare not. Enlarge the place of your tent, enlarge the place of your dwelling. Lord, what is it that you're speaking? I've been, some of you this morning have been stirring on the inside, inner man. I said earlier, you've been birthing. You feel like you've been laboring, birthing over something that the Lord has placed before you. Let me ask you something. Do you think that the Lord is placing his vision and his plan in front of you to dangle it like a carrot on a stick before a donkey? And then when we all get to heaven, he's going to say, you just missed it, buddy. Jen, I I know I, I put that vision in front of you and, You just exaggerated me way too much to people. You exaggerated me way too much. I'm so sorry. Do you think that that's how God operates, that he's just going to put it in front of you and dangle it out there and say, oh, well, someday maybe this might happen. No, it's time to enlarge. If God has promised you freedom, then walk in freedom. If God's promised you and has placed his anointing on your life, then walk in the anointing he's placed on your life. If God's placed his word in your heart and like Jeremiah, it's a fire set up in your bones, then bless God, let it out. Open up your mouth and begin to preach the word. Well, I don't have a microphone. Go down with the nursing home ministry and they'll give you a microphone. You want a microphone? They got a microphone. And they've got a lot of attentive listeners. They ain't going nowhere. You could even get it wrong and they'll still amen you. I promise it'll be okay. (laughs) Don't spare. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. You know, this is a great picture of what God wants to do with your character. He wants to establish your character in all this. Well, I, you know, I, 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 one of the great things, one of the great things about the Lord is He'll use the impossible in your life to develop His character in your life. He'll use the impossible situations to develop your character. That's not always comfortable. Because at the same time that the goodness of the Lord is accelerating, the same time that the blessing of the Lord is accelerating, guess what else accelerates? Persecution. Take a look at the New Testament church. Things really accelerated on the day of Pentecost. They went from hiding out to we're out in the middle of everybody. <laughs> everybody is watching. They went from hiding out in the back room to full on exposure. Look who just came out. <laughs> Woo! Speaking in tongues. Fire falling on their heads. Sound of wind. Everybody took notice of what was happening in the upper room. Acceleration. And what happened? They got arrested. They got persecuted. Everybody talked. Oh, that's the cult over there. They had a name for him. They called them the way. That's the cult. The way. The way. The way. Those are the people of the way. You're going to go hang out with the people of the way. That's the cultic people. They fall and roll on the floor and speak in tongues. They laugh. They're drunks. The way. That's what they said. Go read your Bible. That's what they said about them. Those are the, those are the drunken fools. So Peter had to stand up and say, these men are not drunk. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. This is that what was spoken by the prophet Joel. I'm talking about acceleration, expansion. Some of you are getting this. Others are just dipping your toe in it. You're like, okay, I kind of like the idea of this. I'm not so sure about that persecution thing though, Pastor. (laughs) Enjoy what God's called you to. Enjoy what he's placed you in. Get full of the joy of the Lord right in the middle of it and let him increase. Let him expand. Spare not. Strengthen the cords. Lengthen. Lengthen those cords. Strengthen the stakes. Let God do what he wants to do in your life. Well, we don't have enough money. Change your mentality. Well, it's a risk. Change your mentality. Salvation is a risk. It's by faith. Everything that we live, preach, and teach as believers is a risk in the natural. We should, as Christians, we should be good with risk-taking. We are living according to a big risk in the natural. But by faith, I'm absolutely 100% rock-solid sure. And I know whom I have believed and that He is able. And I am convinced. I am convinced that he'll keep that which I've committed to him against that day. I am convinced. You can't tell me otherwise. I've experienced too much. I know. So when I stand here and tell you the Lord's going to accelerate you and expand you, increase you, I know a rock-solid certainty by faith. It's coming. Yeah. For some of you, it's already here. Some of you are already living it, and you're absolutely terrified that your pastor is preaching a message about acceleration because you're thinking, oh, my Lord, what have I gotten myself into? (laughs) More, Lord. Change your mentality. Change your mindset. Spare not. Expand. You know, we can get so stuck, so stuck. On what's happening in our life today, whether it's good or bad, just whatever's happening today, that we miss the possibilities of what God's saying for our future. Sin will keep you, I'm telling you, look at me, sin will keep you from seeing God's possibilities. If you continue dabbling in sin, all you'll see is your sin, it's destruction. It's death. What does Jesus say? The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come that they might have life. Abundant. Increase. Pastor, I don't have the resource. I don't have the money. You need to learn the principle, the biblical principle of generosity. I'm going to preach on this in a couple of weeks but God has anointed you, everybody say, God has anointed me, has anointed me to, create to create wealth. That's what Deuteronomy says. He has created, He has anointed you, He has empowered you. It's the word for anointing. He has empowered you to create wealth. I'm going to preach on that in a couple of weeks. Whenever we finish Accelerate, there, there is an anointing on your life. If you're born again, there's an anointing on your life from the Holy One, Jesus, to create wealth. You know how that begins? Give. Yeah. Yeah. Malachi makes it very clear. There is a curse on your life if you're not giving. Yeah. And what I mean to say, biblically. Because there are biblical expectations of your giving. And so if you're not giving biblically, there is a curse on your life. But that curse is reversed when you begin to give. Amen. So the answer for your problem financially is give. Well, I don't have anything to give. And you're not going to have anything to give as long as you don't give. you got to start where you're at. Where was, the, where was the widow who had nothing? We're going gonna, we're gonna to fix the cake and die. We got nothing. We're going to fix the cake and die. And that's what we say. I'm going to fix my cake and die. as we say in church. I'm not giving in the offering. I am going to die. I'm going to go home and die. I ain't got nothing. It's going to be in the red. The bank account's in the red. I ain't got nothing. If you got a penny, give it. Yeah. If that's all you got, if, if it's a 10% of what you got, you give. And the blessing of the Lord will be on that penny. I promise you. He pulled aside the widow in her might just to bless her. I, I bet she went that day And had had the blessing of the Lord the rest of her life. We don't know, but I'm sure that the blessing of the Lord on her finances never ran out. I have to think, if Jesus called her out and there was a whole story about her in the Bible, God probably came good on His Word, I I would imagine. Spare not, lengthen lengthen the cord, strengthen the stakes. I'm too old. Do you know that... God can do more in the next five years of your life than the past 60. Don't tell me you're too old. I think people are sleeping. I said, don't tell me you're too old. God can do more in the next five years of your life than he's done in the previous 60 of your life. The best is yet to come. You've got the, the anointing of the Lord has been percolating on your life for 60 years. You've got something to give. That anointing ought to be tangible and transferable by now. It ought to be pretty potent by now. You've been sitting in church for 60 years. It ought to have some oomph to it. You got the Word of God in you. I can do more in the next five years than what you've ever dreamed of. And you better think about it because you may only have five years left. You need to think about it. God, what do you want to do in the next five years of my life? I don't want to waste the remaining time that I have. The deposit you've made in my life is not for waste. Accelerate. Put the pedal to the metal, shift the gear, and get in it and go. Get out of the Ford Focus and into the Lamborghini and go. <laughs> John 14, 16. Supernatural help. Pastor, I can't do this. That's good. Supernatural help is coming your way. That's good. Supernatural help is coming your way. The help of the Lord. John 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you what? Another helper. Woo! That he may abide with you forever. In the Old Testament, he would come for a moment. He would come on a person for a moment, accomplish a task in a moment, and would lift. But now, our helper has come, and he abides with us forever. He's in me forever. No separation anxiety here. He's with me forever. Another helper, Allos Parakletos. Another helper, just like me. Jesus said he is coming just like me. Jesus and the Holy Ghost are not in competition with one another. They are not offended by one another. They are on the same team. They are the same person. They are God. (laughs) Another helper. And he wants to help you. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit, helper, another helper, elos paracletos, the Spirit helps us, helps in our weakness. What you cannot do, He will do. All of a sudden, you'll see yourself like Philip preaching in one place. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't make an effective sound effect there. <laughs> Beat me up. I mean, it's just one moment he's preaching and the next, boo, he's gone. I don't know. How do you, I mean, how do you demonstrate that in church unless it really happens? He was translated. He was preaching the gospel. And he went 90 miles down the road by the spirit of the Lord. Spirit of the Lord came upon him, picked him up, translated him, and set him down 90 miles. We, you know, we got car. We're talking about Lamborghinis. Lamborghinis can take us there today real quick. That wasn't the case back then. <laughs> they had their camel, their donkey. It was the first class, and that was top line. But that's how they were getting from where they were to where they were going. The Spirit of the Lord came on him, picked him up, and carried him where he was going. Helps. Soon anti-lambanamai. No, I'm not praying in tongues. That is the Greek word for helps. It is a compound word that the Holy Spirit comes and wrestles with us and brings us to the place of safety. So whatever the Lord is working and doing in your life, He is Alos Parakletos and your soon anti You're gonna leave here today with your Greek lesson. You're gonna go home. I'm a Alos Parakletos is with me. He is my soon anti Bless the Lord. Look at that situation. Soon anti Hallelujah. Everybody's going to look at you and say you've lost your mind. I've lost it a long time ago. The Holy Spirit, my helper is with me. He's expanding, he's increasing in my life. Second Kings 6. I like this one. He's going to help you He's going to do it. He's doing it. He's working in you right now. He's working Philippians right now. He's working in you both the will and the do. He's working within you right now the willingness, the heart, the desire to do it. And He's working in you the ability to do it. It is the work of the Lord in you to accomplish what He has set before you. He is the author, He is the beginner, He is the finisher. Some of you this morning, well, I don't have a vision. I don't have anything. I don't have the word of the Lord for my life. I don't know where I'm going. don't know what he's doing. Guess what? Your expansion today is he's going to speak to you concerning the things that he's called you to do. It's time that you heard from the Lord, not from your pastor. Listen, I can can give you all sorts of stuff that you need to do. (laughs) I can give you... And we've got churches that do this all the time. They're going to give you a list of everything you can and can't do. Been there, done that. It got quiet up in here. Don't tell me you don't know what I'm talking about. Don't get your religious look at me. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, you got to do this. Bless God, you got to do this. 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 this. And we give people so many things that they got to do. They don't know whether or not they're coming or they're going. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. You need to hear from the Lord. You need to get in the Word of God and hear from the Lord. And don't come tell me that the Lord told you to do something that ain't in His Word. Yeah. Come on. If it ain't in the Word, it ain't from the Lord. Yeah. He ain't ever going to contradict. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. He's not going to contradict Himself. Just for clarification purposes. He's not going to contradict himself. Some of you need to hear from the Lord concerning your life. Not your pastor, not your daddy, not your mommy, not your auntie or your uncle, your Sunday school teacher, your care group leader, anybody else. You. Everybody say me. Me. That wasn't everybody. Me. Me. There you go. I need to hear from the Lord. That's right. You do. Every day you need to hear. And you need to hear his voice. Well, does he speak very clearly? Every day he'll have something to say. I'm, I guarantee you. If you're in his word, he'll illuminate the scripture to you. Lord, expand. Increase the word to me. In 2 Kings chapter 6. Verse 1, it says, And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is what? Too Too small. Too small for us. The prophets had all gathered around. They were following Elisha. He had a group following him, they were out of room. It's become too small. It's time to expand. Small minded people get small minded results. It's time to expand increase. Lord, what are you saying? What are you doing? The God who spoke the world into existence spoke light, light. The world came into existence by his word. That same word, Peter tells us, is living on the inside of you and I. That same imperishable word is dwelling in the inside of you and I. And the very DNA of that word contains all power, all resource, everything needed to produce exactly what God said when He spoke it. It's imperishable. It's not dying. It's not going away. It will not tarnish. The word of the Lord that re- resides on the inside of you will accomplish that which God sent it forth to do. It's up to you whether or not you're going to yield and step in and receive all that the Lord has promised in this season, in this hour. Or are you going to be like little Esther sitting on the sideline, saying, Well, that's, I might get killed if I do that. I might get killed if I do that. And Mordecai, honey, you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. The word of the Lord is on the inside of you. You are in this season, in this time, at this place, at this juncture in your life. For this season, this time, this place, this day, you are not by accident. Your beauty didn't get you to where you are. To leave you there. Your beauty may have opened the door, but it won't sustain you. It's too small. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So Elisha said, go. And then one said, please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. You know, it's interesting. Let me just pause there for a moment. It's interesting that they wanted Elisha to go with them. They were all sons of the prophets. They were obviously all being used of the Lord. But they had enough wisdom to know that they needed their spiritual covering to go wherever they went. They needed to stay under spiritual covering. I'm not telling you, you become dependent upon your spiritual covering, but there is a blessing that comes from operating under spiritual covering. You will see it here in a second. But I just want to pause there for a moment and say this. There are a lot of people who hear from the Lord and do what they're doing outside of spiritual covering. They don't understand spiritual authority. It's getting quiet in here. They, everybody, wants to, they, everybody wants to lead the show. Everybody wants to be the main man. They, they do what they're doing with the wrong motive and come out from underneath their covering. And the minute that they come out from underneath their covering, there's a problem. But the blessing of the Lord is on those. Remember I shared the illustration a couple of weeks ago. I don't know when it was now. But when it's raining outside, what do you take? You take an umbrella with you. And when you stand under that umbrella, what happens? you stay dry and the minute you take that umbrella away you get wet. This is very simple. You come under spiritual covering and you stay and you remove it you get wet. It's very simple. It's very simple. The our, our hang up here, let me just pause and take a take a break on spiritual authority. The hang up here, you look very nice by the way. The the hang up here I've never seen him in a suit. That is just awesome. Bless the Lord. See? Breakthrough right there. Breaking the curse of poverty right there. That's a great tangible example. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. He's learning to live it. That's awesome. It's awesome. Example. Thank you. You just became my example today of that that, that point. The blessing of the Lord... The, the reason people get hung up on this whole spiritual authority thing is because they've watched too much abuse or experienced abuse in the church and don't trust leadership anymore. And they, th- that's fine. Trust God who placed them in authority. That authority didn't come from them. It came from the Lord. So trust God who placed them there. And the same God who placed them there can remove them from there if he needs to. Yeah. Bless the Lord, Hallelujah. So just trust God's put God's put them in your life for a reason. God's put me in your life for a reason. God's put spiritual authority in your life for a reason. I wasn't talking about me. I was just talking in general. I was just talking about generalities there. In all seriousness, God places spiritual leadership in your life for a reason. It's protection, 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 protective. It's protection. Help me out, teach. Protection. (laughs) What happens if you go out here, go down Dan Street, go up to the corner of Dan, and and there's a red light. Glenwood, Glenwood, there's a red light. And you decide, I don't like authority today. Today, me and authority don't get along. I'm running this red light. I don't like it. I'm done with red lights. I'm running the red light. And you run over somebody. It's there for your safety. Okay, bless the Lord. We'll move right along. (laughs) they're there for your protection spiritual leadership is there for your safety you may not agree I don't always agree with me it's okay I get in conversations with myself about things, it's okay I don't know if I want to do that, I don't like that I like this idea better, no I don't like that idea my wife smacks me and says snap out of it and then she tells me what we're going to (laughs) do It's okay. Verse 3. Then one said, Please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. You know, sometimes this is really hard to do, (laughs) it's really hard to maintain a train of thought sometimes. Um, so he went with them and when they came to the Jordan they cut down the trees but as one was cutting down a tree the iron axe head fell into the water (laughs) and he cried out and said alas master it was borrowed I just went why are you using somebody else's axe You know, Uh, yeah, obviously it's a church situation. He is definitely a minister. He's definitely a minister. He had to go and borrow somebody's power tool to get the job done because he's a pastor and doesn't know how to operate a power tool. So, yeah, I get that. It's funny. If I can tell you how many people have offered to loan me power tools since I've been here, it's funny. (laughs) I was like, I don't know how to use them. You might not get it back. Can you just loan me yourself? Can I just borrow you? (laughs) So the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. And he cut off a stick and threw it in there, and the iron floated. And he said, pick it up. So he reached out his hand and he took it. I don't, I don't know about you. I've never seen iron float before. <laughs> this, is, this is supernatural. Supernatural help. And an unexpected time. Lord, I feel like I'm drowning. I'm sinking here. I, don't, I can't swim. At the right moment, he'll throw in the stick. Let me put it in perspective for you. It's time that you put in the cross. Into your life. It's time to start walking according to the freedom that was paid for you at Calvary. It was a big stick. You know, there used to be a, sign, a shirt, big stick beat the devil or something like that. It was a holy stick, something like that. Anyway, I don't know. It was a big holy stick. I carry a big <laughs> holy stick. We got Jesus and the holy sticks. I don't know. But the big stick, the cross, it's time to apply the cross to your life. Y'all you know what I'm talking about? We had Christian shirts for everything. With a big holy stick. There you go. We got it. Jesus beat the devil with a the stick. There we go. I knew I wasn't losing my mind. Put, put the cross, put the application of freedom to your life. Well, the, every demon in hell will try to stop you. They want everything to sink in your life, but when you begin to walk according to the cross of Christ, when you begin to live your life according to the freedom that Christ paid for, he's expanding, he's increasing in your life, they're going to go back to their lead demons and tell their lead demons, they're going to tell the lead demons who tell the devil. I don't know however that works. It doesn't really matter. We tried to stir up people against them, but it didn't work. They just kept worshiping and they kept expanding. We tried to stop them. we sent every religious demon after them and it didn't stop. We sent every, every work, every witchcraft, everything we could, we threw at them. And it's just persecution, 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 but they kept growing. Yes. I don't understand that. What does it say in the book of Acts chapter 8? That because of persecution, the gospel went around the world. They dispersed. The Christians that were there in Jerusalem dispersed because of the persecution. Second Kings, you just skip on down, verse 14. If you have your Bibles, just skip on down a couple verses. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, There was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And a servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? They're all around us. They're all around. The enemy is encamped around us. Destruction is coming. We're losing. We're losing. Oh, my goodness. They're panicking. What are we going to do? Have you ever been there? I don't know what I'm going to do. Everything's falling apart. I don't know what's going to happen. So he answered. Do not fear. This is a great wisdom from the, from the pastor. Don't fear. Those that are with us are more than those that are with them. Now I know this guy's really lost his mind. Is he? There are one, two, one, two, thousands. He needs to go back to Bible college. He missed it. One, two, <laughs> thousands. Well, this isn't good. We were, we've lost something here. There is more with us than them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Do you have eyes to see? Can you see? Do you have eyes to see through the impossibilities? Do you have eyes to see the word of the Lord that he's spoken to you? John the Revelator, when he heard, turned to see the voice that spoke to him. Do you have eyes to see what God is speaking to you? Can you see it? Can you see it? There's a point in our lives when the Lord speaks something to us, and by faith we begin to see what he's spoken. We begin begin to speak. Instead of the destruction and the discontent, in the issues, we begin to speak as a man thinks, so is he. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Instead of speaking carnality and depravity and destruction, Lord, I see what you're doing here. There are more with us than there are with them everything will live wherever the river goes i'm going to start speaking the word of the lord there is life you have come to bring life and not destruction you are my healer you are my provider and you begin to speak the word of the lord over your life what is he saying what is he speaking And then the Lord opened up the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. There are more with us than them. It's time to step up in authority it's time to step up in authority it's time that you start taking authority over your life it's time god didn't call you to sit soak and sour he called you to occupy and take dominion it's time to step up it's time to step up in authority it's time to say i am going to take my city for christ i don't think you heard me it's time i am stepping up this city great lakes region is being taken for the gospel yeah. He didn't call you to sit and hold the fort. He called you to advance and take ground. Hold the fort for... No, get out of the fort. Get out of the fort and go fight the devil. You've got anointing on your life. There is worship. Worship is your weapon. It begins to advance you over every plan of the enemy. It's like picking you up like Philip picks you up. Sends you up in the spiritual airplane. You begin to see things from God's perspective. The enemy doesn't know what to do with worship. It's what he was created for. Got kicked out of it. So when you do it, it confuses him. It's not what he wants. He wants you to bow and worship him. He wants you to talk about him and glorify him. Rise up in authority. There are more with us. There's more. It's time for expansion. I want to close with one more scripture, and then we're going to move along here. John 6. John 6, verse 16. John 6, verse 16. Y'all doing all right? Therefore, therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king. He departed again by the mountain by himself alone. And when evening came, Jesus is up on the mountain praying, and evening has set in, and his disciples went down to the sea. They got into the boat and went over to the sea toward Capernaum, there on Galilee. And it was already dark, and Jesus had not come to them. He's still on the mountain. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So, when they had rowed about three or four miles, they're out in the water. They're out in the middle of the three or four miles out into a big old lake. You're out a ways. The shore has become just, you know, very faint. Wind is blowing, howling in their ear, water's coming into the boat, and they're afraid. They think they're going to sink. Ever been there before? Out in the middle of life, whatever, wind is howling, waves are coming in your boat, this is it. We're done. They're afraid, and Jesus... Comes off the mountain and starts walking on the sea, drawing near the boat. And they were afraid. It's interesting. They were more afraid about Jesus walking on the water than the sea. (laughs) They were experienced fishermen. They knew they were drowning. What they didn't know was that there was a guy walking on the water. How did that happen? And he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat. I'm sure they did. (laughs) When they heard his voice, Jesus, yeah, come on in, buddy. Let's take care of this. (laughs) We got a problem. (laughs) We're sinking. Interesting. What happened when Jesus got on their boat? What happened? Immediately. Everybody say immediately. They were four miles out on the water. They were four miles out in the middle of a storm. I don't know if you've ever been out on a boat in the water four miles out. It's not going to happen immediately that you get back to the sea. Or the, the shore side. Seaside. Shore side. Sea. He he who sells she shores, whatever. You're gonna be by on the land. You got it. You'll be on the land. It takes it's not gonna happen immediately. And it's really not gonna happen when there's a storm. But when Jesus got into the boat, immediately things changed. Acceleration happened. Translation happened. I you know, we always talk about Philip being the first example. I think maybe this might be the first example of translating. One moment here, next minute, there, four miles. Translated. Boom. Acceleration. God wants to expand you, increase you, take you where you've never been before. It's time to let him in the boat. Stop resisting. Stop trying to fix the storm on you. You can't stop that storm. But the word of the Lord can. Let him in the boat. I feel called to ministry. He called me. You know, it's so funny. You, you know, God calls you to ministry. If you feel called to ministry in this room, you better perk up your ears. This is for you. You know, when you get called into ministry, you're so excited. Look what the Lord has done. Bless God. I'm so happy. I, he's called me into ministry. Hallelujah. Let me sign your Bible. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. I'm so excited. <laughs> You're so excited, the Lord's called you to me. And then you get into ministry. You want it. I'll give you, that. I'll give you my job. You can have it. You know, you're like, oh my Lord, what did you call me to, Jesus? I'm talking to specific people here this morning, so just hang on with me. If God has called you into ministry today, if he's called you into some form of leadership, ministry, leadership, and I'm not talking about just laity, I'm talking about spiritual authority in a church, then it would behoove you to let Jesus in your boat now and start letting him expand you and increase you now. Let him strengthen those tent pegs now. Let him lengthen those cords in your life now. So that the next time you get out in the middle of the sea when the storm is howling, blowing against you, fighting against your boat, you know who already is in your boat can handle the storm that you're facing in that next season. Been there, done that. We've, we've been there. We've sailed down that. We've sailed on that, that sea before. Know what's going to happen. Jesus, I know you got this covered. Get Jesus on the boat. Last thought on that scripture is this. Don't quit before your breakthrough happens. You can get out in the middle of the sea in the rough waters, and God is saying, I'm trying to increase you. I'm trying to expand you. I'm trying to excel. I'm trying to take you places that you've never been before, but you can't fight me. Stop fighting. I'm trying to take you. God's saying, I'm trying to take you where you've never gone. I'm trying to do things in your life that you would have never dreamed of on your own before. But you can't fight. You just got to let me in the boat. Let me handle the problem. Stop resisting. Come here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go right here. You, you, yeah, you. (laughs) Jesus. It's time for increase. Time for expansion. Time for increase. It's time for expansion. It's time you yeah, both come, yeah, both of y'all. Time for increase. It's time for expansion. He's accelerating. Jesus. <laughs> He's accelerating. Yeah. <laughs> He's accelerating. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you. He'll quicken your mortal body. He'll quicken you through this season. The same anointing that was on Christ is on the inside of you. I am anointed. I have been called. He has chosen me. He has set me apart for such a time as this. Same spirit. Time for breakthrough. It's time for breakthrough. It's time for breakthrough. Someone help. Her. (laughs) Flower lady. Yes, Kathy. Thank you. Increase. Increase in your life. Increase. You you what? I prayed with a stranger yesterday. (laughs) I wanted to tell you that so bad. I prayed with a stranger yesterday on the sidewalk in front of Mark's. <laughs> I couldn't wait to see Manny last night As the first thing I said. I prayed with a stranger yesterday. What happened Wednesday night? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't Where's Tony? Tony, come down. Come down. Come down. Come down. Come down. Come down. Tony. Tony's coming here. Jesus. <laughs> Tony's, we don't need you. Tony's coming. She'll tell us what happened Wednesday. The same anointing that raised Christ from the dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why don't you stand with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Where's she at? There she is. Hallelujah, The same anointing. Come come, help him, him in the suit. Come on up here. Say, Pastor, why don't you use people's names? Because I don't remember I really don't. When you it's like I, well, I'll tell you later. You're going to tell me. Mm-hmm. What happened Wednesday? we committed to evangelism okay what yeah um well (laughs) all three of us we just felt like the lord has put it on our heart to reach out to the city of akron to the people of this community and make a difference and save some souls that's what he brought us here it's it's eternity amen and so they're going to develop a a, a team Mm -hmm. and train people to go (laughs) yep yep um Oh, what's his name? I forgot his name. Oh, Michael and uh, Kathy and I. Uh, Michael for, um, for a nursing home and uh, Kathy for the city, which she is ob- obviously um, working on right now. And then for me for to work in the hospitals. Awesome. Michael, come up here too. So if anyone would like to take Tony's place in the media, She's going to be training. Come over here. There's, she's got, come over here. The anointing of the Lord. The anointing of the Lord. Evangelism. Yeah, that's awesome. Expansion. Increase. Acceleration. Acceleration. I just sense, uh, you can leave it, it's fine. Um, I just sense the, um, I just feel impressed with the spirit of the Lord to, to pray to pray for the hands on those that feel like right now you feel like you're under just a, a spirit of poverty in your life. Listen, poverty is not always financial. It could be, it's the attitude of lack that I have I don't have so everything I don't have and uh, I just and I don't usually do this this is this is a rare thing but uh, but I it doesn't need to be a rare thing but it is and yes the Lord I'll do it more but if you feel if you feel that there's a you operate according to a spirit of lack what's lack? a lack poverty mentality mindset I want you to come right here come on Come on quick. Come on quick quick quick. You operate. There's there's poverty in your life. Come on others. You need financial and maybe it is financial breakthrough. You need financial breakthrough. Come on, don't be embarrassed. You can stay in you can stay in your mess or you can things can get broken off your life today is what's happening. Come on. Yeah, the Lord's good at that. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, he'll make you to be a blessing. That's exactly what it is. He'll make you to be a blessing. Start. Awesome. Anyone else? Okay, there's a couple more coming. Now listen. I'm not going to... Will the Lord tell you what to give? Absolutely. (laughs) He's been specific about what to give for thousands of years <laughs> scripture has been specific about what to give for thousands of years that's how you begin to break the curse of poverty as you find you just start say lord what is it if you're not tithing tithing reverses the curse that's the number 1 if you want breakthrough financially you've got to you've got to you've got to it's not optional tithing will save your life it will you say, well, my tithe is only $2. Then tithe the $2. It doesn't matter. Get, get the seed in the ground. The miracle is in every seed. You got to get the seed in the ground. When the seed goes in the ground, it germinates and produces fruit. If you want fruit, you got to get the seed in the ground. It's very simple. You got to sow. But beyond that, you need to hear from the Lord. I would imagine that some of you, the Lord may speak to you today about cleaning up your house. You've got constant reminders. Hang on, guys. You have constant reminders in your home of what you don't have. You can ting-ting on the ding-ding, but whatever. That, but, but, but just let's not go all. They know exactly what that means. Say, so, Pastor, you're having a spiritual moment. We are. You can, you can still have fun. Listen, though. You've got constant reminders in your home of what you don't have. You need to get your car fixed. If you're driving a beat up car and that car's broken down whatever, get the car fixed. Stop having the reminder of what you don't have. Sell the blasted car if you need to sell the blasted car. Do whatever you got to do to get the get the reminder of the who you used to be out. Just a word of wisdom. If you're just watching the garbage on the TV, guess what? Jerry Springer is not going to produce a healthy environment in your home. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just really don't get bad, get glad. I'm just trying to help you. Get your house in order. Live according to where you expect the Lord to take you. If you're living in depression, discouragement, fear, anxiety, trash. You know, we had we had someone one time call us, they wanted us to cast out devils out of their house. They wanted us to come clean their house out. I said that's great. We believe the Lord can deal with all that. And you know, praise him. We go over to their house, and the house was a wreck piled dishes dirty dishes clothes all over the house boxes all over the house it stunk it was a mess and you know what i said i'll tell you the truth i said i'm not casting anything out of this house you got to get your house in order you need to take authority over your house it's very simple your house is in disarray and if i'm going to cast something out right now it's going to come right on back in here because you are not taking authority over your house whatsoever You take authority over your house, clean it up, open the windows, do the dishes, put the clothes away. Very simple things. It's called taking dominion. (laughs) That's what it is. It's called taking authority, taking dominion. You can't take dominion over nations if you can't take dominion over your kitchen sink. I'm just saying... You can't occupy and take dominion in this Great Lakes region if your washer and dryer are backed up. Take dominion over your clothes, clothes. <laughs> and let, here's a surprise for you. They ain't gonna wash themselves. <laughs> I'm just. I wish. I wish they would. You know. There's not an anointing for that. <laughs> There is an anointing, though, to not be lazy. There is an anointing for breakthrough. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, yeah. And let me just say this. If, if your house, if you got more stuff in your house than what you need or can use, then get rid of it. Sow it. It's seed. You got a house full of seed. Plant it. Get it in the ground. Give it to somebody. You say, well, I like those clothes or I like that stuff. I like you're not using it. How do you know you like it? (laughs) You probably don't fit it in anymore anyway. So sow it. (laughs) Sow it in the ground. It's seed. It becomes seed. Get it in the ground and the Lord will multiply. That's what giving is all about. That's what generosity is all about. It's receiving from the Lord. You become a conduit. I really, I, you know, this, I'm totally speaking by the Spirit of the Lord in all this. And I know that this is so practical and so probably out of the box, what you think I was going to say. It's okay. And I, I really am being prompted and led by the Spirit of the Lord in all this as it relates to some people here very specifically. But you've been asking, there's someone standing right now up at the front. You've been asking the Lord to make you a conduit to blessing for other people. And the resources that you need to be a blessing to other people is sitting right in your home. You just got to turn loose of it. And then you'll learn the joy of being a conduit. You'll learn the joy of what it means to go up to someone at Night of Hope that doesn't have a piece of clothing in their closet. They don't even have a closet to put a piece of clothing in. And you give them clothes. And you find the joy of what it means. And then others, there's, you know, again, others are you're just looking. You're like, Lord, I don't, I don't have anything extra to give, but I'm going to find something extra to give. Just give it. sow it. Get it in the ground. It's funny, I used to have this thing, and, I, and every once in a while I still do. But I got a new iWatch, so I don't usually give away. <laughs> I don't really, Lord, I don't want to give away my iWatch. <laughs> just say, God's just telling you. <laughs> but you know, I I had watch. I love watches. I love watches. I give. I gave. I cannot tell you how many watches I've given nice watches, to people. And I give away a watch, and I have another watch. Cologne, cologne is so funny. I like cologne. It's so simple. These are just silly examples. Cologne. I like cologne. Don't anybody give me cologne. I have a lot of cologne. I, people give me stuff. I give it away. This As I give it away, I get it. I get, and It's stuff I like. It's expensive stuff. It's stuff I like, but it's okay. It's okay. Just give, and the Lord will return, bless you, and then lo and behold, you'll probably... Okay, Lord, here's the iWatch. You can give it to somebody. <laughs> Right? Don't anybody come asking for it either. (laughs) Breakthrough. Breaking off that spirit of, breaking off that spirit of poverty and brokenness. By faith, by faith, according to your faith, let faith arise. To see what she can't see and hear what she can't hear. He's going to make you a thousand times greater than where you are today. He's making you a greater, greater to be a blessing. To be a blessing. Overflow to be a blessing. Every bit of poverty broken. Every bit of poverty broken off. Thank you for joining the Celebration podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store.